Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Spilled Popcorn! That's right, where we share the latest and greatest on what's happening in the streaming world. Mostly Marvel stuff. We really haven't strayed away from that just yet, have we, Uh, Cam? There's really no reason so far. They're giving us so much content. And it's the perfect kind of content for something like this. But I think in the future... When there are other big shows, you know, Wheel of Time, perhaps, uh, some of these other big sci-fi, the Lord of the Rings show that's coming out, there will necessitate some changes. But we'll see. We'll see. Marvelous Miss Maisel season four, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, come on now. You're speaking my language. (laughs) Guys, we are talking about what if, what if the Marvel MCU Disney Plus series all wrapped in one. Episode four just dropped last week. Today is Labor Day that we're recording and we're having a bit of a lazy long weekend. So you may be listening to this late in the week, but we're here for you. We're here for you to digest everything, to discuss everything. And uh, I just got to talk about the the expert uh, in the in the room here, Multiverse Cam Wigs, ladies and gentlemen, What's right up? there. Glad and to be I am your other um, co-host. Uh, I am also Multiverse Kirk. And I want to talk about something very specific for our listeners and our viewers is that tonight I am wearing a hat. I'm wearing yeah. a, baseball, a baseball hat. I'm also wearing a sports shirt. Mr. Camwig's almost sports mater. <laughs> yes. Sports like Rob Lowe's ball. baseball and, yes. and football hats. Go baseball. And I feel like we have created a bit of a Nexus event because mm-hmm. not to get too down the rabbit hole, but I mean, it's September of 2021. Masks are required again. And I don't know why we're still here. We're uh-huh. still here and we're not moving forward. It feels like we've gone through a time loop yes. in a way. Uh, and I think that's partially because of my hat and my sports shirt. Cam, what have you done lately that you might uh, refer to as your own Nexus event to have caused this lapse in time? That's uh, a good question. I think um, you know, I've gone a really long time without getting my hair cut. It's really Ooh, bad. Okay. Uh, so I've been wearing hats pretty much every day for, for weeks now. Um, Foolishly thought I might be able to rectify that today, but then, you know, it's Labor Day, so there were <laughs> there was no haircutting to be done recently, so here we are. Yes, your long hair. I mean, you have gorgeous hair. You have absolutely oh, gorgeous you. hair. Uh, if you've you. seen it on the on any of our, our social media before on Popcorn for Breakfast, our, our parent company, um, now taking donations and any, any time and sponsorships. Always. <laughs> you, you have seen it there um, and you've seen it on the live streams, the live streams and the playback. So check out Cam's hair. I think that's a, a big plus for our business model. Um, it's beautiful. Wow. I'm envious of it actually every time I see it. So thank you. And and before we get into things, I have a bone to pick and can I, can I pick it? Is that, is that something yep. that people say? I, that sounded, gross. sounded a little icky, yeah. but I don't know. Why. Okay. Anyway, pick here's what I want to say while we're talking about what if, right? I get a box every other month. It's the Funko Collector Marvel box. It's a subscription thing. In case you haven't noticed, I kind of like Funkos. I have like 300 of them and and counting every day. Um, They sent us the box and it was what if themed. And I'm thinking this is perfect because what if the whole point of what if is to create these really cool characters that like didn't exist before. And so I'm like, oh, man, so many options. There's, like, Marvel Zombies. There's Captain Carter with the Hydra Stomper. There's T'Challa Star-Lord, the Dark Doctor. Like, there's so many great options. I got two Funko Pops in the box. One was, and this is okay. It's the Collector. We talked about how cool that design was. 
It cool. it's, it's fine. But he was in like, what, like five seconds of the episode? Like not very much of it at all. Mm-hmm. And the other one is this, post-apocalyptic Black Widow. And I'm like, listen, I love you, Funko, but that looks like a regular Black Widow. And we're talking about what if? That's lame. That's lame sauce, deluxe. Like, give me one of the cool characters. Like, don't give me right. just a Black Widow that looks pretty much like a normal Black Widow. Like, give me something that's, like, actually different. Like, T'Challa Star-Lord. That's the coolest yes. one, obviously. And the, the cool Doctor Strange or, like, the Spider-Man, the Zombie Hunter Spider-Man or the Gamora. Like, any one of them. Like, I think these were the two worst possible options, to be honest with you. And I'm mad about yeah, it. Yeah, just, just dud, 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 right? Like, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, it's not on? cool. It's not cool. I think that um, maybe if there's enough uh, hate mail, not that I'm a, an advocate for hate mail, let's be clear about that, but maybe if there's a strong message like, hey guys, you missed the mark. Yeah. Maybe they'll No, and here's something. why I feel like it, it should be aggressively worded. Because, and like I said, I love Funko. I feel like they're using me and my cohorts who subscribe to this box because they're like, listen, these guys, they're going to buy the other ones. They're going to mm-hmm. buy them. So don't give it to them in their box. We want it, We want the incremental sales. And that feels that feels shady. So I'm on to it. I'm going to figure See, out. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I would use you people who are um, uh, subscribers to this Disney, blo- this Disney box, right, as kind of sales evangelists as to say, hey, man, I had to get this Disney subscription box and I get the coolest stuff every single month. Yeah. But if you start getting duds, you're just going to be like slamming them. And then right. potentially maybe you're done with your collection at that point. Who knows? And honestly, they're almost always cool. But this one, this one rubs me the wrong way. I just wanted them to go there. I wanted them to go for it with it being what if, and they didn't. So right. here we are. Oh, that was what if Disney wronged cam. That's, that's what it is, ladies right. and gentlemen. And if you don't, Correct it will come for you. Our our uh, podcast with our one million viewers. Yeah, I don't know what how we'll do it, but I I do I want to I want to send a strongly worded something to someone. Yeah, so. yeah. All of our followers will will happily tag on and sign that petition with you. It's possible. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get into it. What if? This is episode four with Dr. Strange as the lead character and Dr. Christine Palmer, his love interest. And what happens? The core of this is what if Dr. Christine was in that vehicle with Dr. Strange when he's speeding around in his, I don't know if it's a Lamborghini. I don't know cars. Yeah, it's a Lambo. Perfect. And he's just like recklessly driving crazy and he flips the car and he lives. She dies. His hands get just destroyed. But what I love about this is instead of his hands, what if it was his heart Mm. and the only driving force he has to gain these powers is to try to affect time and manipulate time and win Dr. Christine back. But no matter what he does, it was always meant to be in this universe. So good. So good. In fact, this may be my favorite plot line yet within the what if universe how do you feel about that cam yeah i like it i I think it's the most creative for sure and i think it it leads to all sorts of interesting possibilities and thought processes so yeah i'll I'll buy that i mean over it's like groundhog day for him over and over he just resets the times like "Eh, that didn't work that didn't work maybe i'll try not seeing her and not not even going to this event nope dead 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 every time so some of the coolest things that we see uh that 
that Doctor Strange does is he suddenly becomes uh, villainous in his quest to gain back the love of his life. It's quite fascinating that the, the, the power that he holds that was used to um, the same the same path that he went on that we know of in the sacred timeline to to get his life back to find out who he is without the the ability of his hands is to walk that same path but to no end to uh to to obsess over it and to not stop no matter what it totally just turned what just like one little decision has totally flipped on its head i love that so speaking of the butter i want to talk about specifically some things is that this feels like the most powerful utilization that we have of Doctor Strange. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, he's over here eating interdimensional creatures um, and, and absorbing their power. Do we see anything stronger than that uh, in the regular MCU other than that already? Well, I think, um, yeah. So in the comics, like the Sorcerer Supreme is a next level power, you know, and, and I think... It, you're, you might be onto something that that power is potentially capped by the fact that they, you know, Doctor Strange and, and the Ancient One and those that come before him choose the path of good. And so they refrain from tapping into, you know, like in Star Wars, the dark side. They, ref, they refrain right. from tapping into the, the evil arts. And I think that to an extent, yeah, we, we would say that their power is somewhat capped by that. Um, still not like a... I don't know. It, it's hard to say. I, I, I want to say like not a Scarlet Witch level being. I still believe that. Like I still think that she, you know, being a Nexus being and, and becoming the Scarlet Witch is still more powerful. But Doctor Strange is like no one you want to tangle with if you're bad. Like he, he went toe to toe with Thanos in the MCU. He's gone toe to toe with tons of baddies in the comics and can definitely hold his own and dominate. Like he is powerful. Um, but yeah, I do think that with staying away from, um, what is it, Cogliostro's book or whatever the other evil magics that are out there, like right. that does keep them from tapping into a whole nother source of power. Whether that is just like a wider depth of power versus like another level up in power, I don't really know, but it definitely does um, keep some sort of handcuffs on the amount of power that they're able to use. I love that. I love that explanation. It really is like the dark side. You know, I think even in Doctor Strange 1, we hear the Ancient One talk about, you know, I don't gain powers from certain dimensions, like um, yeah. that maybe Dormammu like takes it from there, yes. right? So she's like, mm -mm, stay away. Um, this is also the best utilization that we've seen of, which we only have one other blueprint of Dr. Christine Palmer, yeah, uh, famously played by Rachel McAdams. Didn't really get her her moment in the sun in Doctor Strange one. Um, I I don't know what her uh, involvement is in Doctor Strange two, Multiverse of Madness, if any. Yeah, that's the big her? that's the big question. I mean, she she has not been confirmed for Doctor Strange two, but I did think it was interesting that she returned for this vocal performance. Mm -hmm. um, that was cool, and I also think. I don't know. It, it almost makes sense for her to return in a way. Like, yeah. I know that he went down this path of being the Sorcerer su Supreme, but he still had contact with Dr. Palmer after that. And he's still, like, he's responsible for much more, but he's still, like, a normal guy. He's not, like, a monk, you know? Like, he, he can live his life to an extent. So 
I don't know. I, that, that was definitely one of my biggest question marks coming out of this is like, will Rachel McAdams return? If so, why not just turn the page on the MCU altogether and leave this character behind? Why even bother with the vocal performance? I mean, I'm sure they gave her a nice paycheck and all of that, but it is interesting because there are others who did not return um, to, to portray their characters in, the, in these in these shows. But I think my other big takeaway is specifically with Dr. Palmer is what this says about his relationship with her and the magnitude of that. So the fact that the thing that interested me the most coming out of this is, so he, instead of losing his hands, you know, his ability to perform surgery and do the amazing things that he does, he loses the woman that he loves but he loves her so much that he actually still went down the same path. That loss was still equal, if not more so, than losing his hands. And so he still went down the path. Like, I was surprised that he continued to go down the path, sought the spiritual assistance, became involved with, you know, Kamartage and, and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and still became the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, that was, to me, an interesting testament to who Doctor Strange is and that you know, when you watch that first movie or if you think about the origin of Doctor Strange, you think to him, you think about like, well, he only cared about himself. Well, this proves that that's not true, that he really did love her as much as his career and everything else um, to the point where whether he loses his hand or whether he loses his heart, as they say, he still becomes Doctor Strange because he has to seek the help of uh, the mystical arts. Yes, I, I, I can't I can't agree more, any more than that. I mean, they kind of you know Rachel McAdams got the Natalie Portman Thor treatment as yeah. this background female character in in their respective films and their respective you know uh, core superheroes. This seems like a gateway uh, into bringing her back in. Um, I don't know enough about Doctor Palmer if she becomes something else, but I mean I think she's a baller regardless, especially after seeing this and that. You know, if you can, um, you can motivate, I mean, she just, she's spitting wisdom uh, out here every time that she, she sees her. Um, and especially in like the, the kind of melting vortex of, of when he finally gets back to her and then she gets taken away from him again, right? Just spitting wisdom that, that she has. And I can only imagine what we could get out of Rachel McAdams uh, in the live MCU version uh, of this. I mean, this episode felt like it could have been Dr. Strange too. Yeah. Straight up. It, it, yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, to your point on the whole Christine Palmer thing, I think that was a big takeaway from a lot of fans with her character was that underused, unnecessary. Like, if you're going to throw her in to the extent that they did, why, why even do it at all? It makes it seem unnecessary. I think the thing that we continue to learn is that Marvel's ears are wide open to fan, fan consensus. And if they get the opportunity to retcon you know rectify something they're gonna take it you know i think we saw that with shang chi over the weekend which i know we'll talk about in the podcast this week they find these little things that fans have gripes with and they wisely correct them i think i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think it's actually worse if you dig your heels in and say no this is the story we're sticking to it you can do it in a way that's not artificial and marvel has done it successfully tons of times and we saw one of them you know a total retcon plot in star wars of rogue one you know where they say no this is the reason the death star could be blown up it was by design 
They addressed the biggest fan issue from the original movie that was 40-plus years old. They did it with a new plot, and nobody was mad. People loved it. So I think you can do it in a, in a way and be smart um, without you know tampering with the original works too much. Yes. I mean, we already talked about how we're going to send a message to the Disney box people and we're going to have them resolve that situation. And right. now we're sending another message. We want Dr. Christine Palmer back in the MCU multiverse of madness. If this isn't the core plot of it, can this at least be one of the timelines where we get, we get popped into here. So that way the people who are watching all of the subsequent Marvel series, they get something out of it. Right. Yeah. Maybe right? she, or maybe, maybe at minimum they return to this plot line or some other Doctor Strange variation in season two. Um, you never know. Because yes. this, this sort of came to like a final point at the end. Um, so they can't really like return to this exact scenario, but um, they could do something different with Doctor Strange that would involve Dr. Palmer and right. know, explore that a little bit more. Yeah, mix it up uh, just a little bit to make it familiar but new, and that's what I want. That's what I want. And then one of the other highlights of what's going on in this episode is that the Ancient One, sometimes the time the time travel just like breaks my mind. And the Ancient One, in order to make all of this happen, in order to have Doctor Strange make the right choice, she split him into two in one single universe that that just is absolutely bonkers i mean i remember watching um uh, the beginning of endgame and you have uh hulk you have bruce banner talking to the agent one and she's explaining how to fix the timeline and that that like i was so focused during that in the theater that i was like crying like my eyes like were just like open like i have to take in all the information and i played this back like over and over again when she's like the echo telling him how when they last saw each other she split them into two in this episode what do you think about that do you have any thoughts other than that's super cool and super unique well i do have thoughts it feels it feels significant it feels like they're planting a seed for them to hearken back to in the future to say there's precedent for this. There's precedent for two beings that are the same in the same timeline to exist. And here's how so that they can use it in the future. I mean, I think the way that Marvel, you know, a lot of people I've talked to people who were mad about the way that Marvel did time travel. But if you think about it, it actually makes more sense than most of the ways that we seem time travel. This idea that time is not moving per se that it's you know if you go to a specific instance in time all the things that were there were still there like we're moving through time but time's not moving through us you mm -hmm, know what mm -hmm. i mean so um yeah i like this idea that like under the right circumstances two variants of the same person could exist on the same timeline together you know like that's that's what the whole TVA thing with Loki was trying to right. keep from happening. And now that we've got a full blown multiverse, it feels like this scenario will arise at some point again. And right. in a way it's not too different from somebody, you know, Hulk in your example, coming back in time and existing in the same place as another Hulk. The only difference is this Hulk has lived the stuff that happened to that Hulk. So it is, it is slightly different from this scenario. It's not like divergent paths. It's like, one person did the path and then hopped back. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's significant. I think it's very intentional that they had right. that happen. 
Right, like how, how in Loki, how we had Sylvie and Loki, they lived different lives, but they remembered a couple of core things that happened. Now, they're literally living in the same universe, experiencing the same sorts of things. But yeah, it's it's so mind-boggling. And maybe maybe it's going to be Kang that we see that this uh, split into two sure. because he's so he's figured it out, right? Yeah. Um, or maybe, maybe it is Doctor Strange himself. Uh, there's lots of speculation that the No Way Home trailer uh, that's not him. That's not yeah. actually our Doctor Strange. Yeah. So maybe he's already been split. Maybe this is tied in directly to his character. We don't know. But It'll we'll be interesting. See. It'll be interesting. We'll see. For sure. Let's get into some crumbs, some crumbs of the of the popcorn of the what if universe here. Um, let's talk about the one of the biggest ones. You know, Doctor Strange is eating all of these again interdimensional creatures, like sucking their power. It's a super cool scene. Um, he also one of the biggest ones he he takes on is that giant tentacle monster. Yeah. Um, which looks like the same tentacle monster that show your shirt uh, is the same monster that Captain Carter pushes out to save Steve Rogers and the whole crew and then winds up with Nick Fury and uh, and Hawkeye. What do you think? Do you think it's the same one? Do you think it's a coincidence? Am I mean, I it, too much sure, into it? it sure seems like the same one. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. That, that caught my eye because I'm like, whoa, what are we doing here? Why do we have a tentacle monster? You know, which universe did this come from? Where did you pull it from? And, and what is its significance? Because we've now, you know, in a series where there's only been two things that have carried over, which are the Watcher himself, our narrator and our guide, and this squid monster, like that that's it. So it is significant because it's the only thing to have carried over in some way. So... um I don't know, man. I, I really have tried to look for an explanation as to why that would be. I don't think it's a throwaway. I think it will come back up again, but um, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I, I feel like it has to be the same thing. Otherwise, why? You know, why? it's just, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it slices off his little, his little fingers. Uh, I mean, they're tentacles, but they look like fingers when they fall apart when he closes the portal. And yeah, gosh, that was super cool. I just was hoping for around the corner in the next scene that uh, Captain Carter would have been like seen through the portal yeah, or something like right. give us something, you know, did. So was him eating that thing? Did it accidentally open up over there? And me, uh, man, there's so many, so many things. There's so many what ifs about it. Um, I want to see for sure this. I, th- I think I've already said it already in this episode, but I really want to see an evil Doctor Strange um, because the idea of that is so perfect because he already looks a little shifty with his with his uh, kind of his goatee, which is a little bit more archaic than Tony Stark's MCU uh, goatee. Yeah, he's got like the Dracula cape, you know. (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. He's got some things going on there. Yeah, Uh, we've talked about it before, particularly with the previous Marvel series. I think, uh, you know, we'll talk more about Shang-Chi. Make sure you guys listen into all of our conversation about that because I want to take some time on the podcast this week to really deep dive into what, Shang-Chi's implications are for the larger MCU, so we'll get into it. But again, I I, f- I fully expect the theme of the next at the next few phases of the MCU to be blurring the lines between good and evil, and that's one of the things that I really liked in this episode um, was how slippery the slope is from good to evil. You know that 
you know, you could argue that Doctor Strange had great intentions the whole time. Honestly, the whole his whole path to this new being, he had good intentions, but crooked execution. And and he yes. starts off by you know, they actually take us on the same thought process as him. He starts off stealing souls from these small insignificant creatures, right? You're like, "Oh, these are like jelly nasty monster things." Like, yes. sure, go ahead, steal their Eat soul. Please, what do please. I care, right? Um, but then it quickly, you know, it, it accelerates, it escalates, and he starts taking on other things, and he's just slaying all these different creatures, killing them, eating them, taking their essence, and until he becomes the monster himself. And I, I love that um, because I feel like that is going to be a significant through line. You know, we talk about Yelena Belova. You talk about Wanda, you know, Will, mm -hmm. in the comics, she, she tiptoes between good and evil many, many times. Are they going to explore that deeper? Loki, certainly. Good and evil. Who knows any given day what he's got going on. So um, I think that's a that's a critical talking point for them in this next few phases that will, I think, enrich the overall plot because it gives them all these opportunities for twists and turns of, ooh, now that person's not on our side, what's going to happen? So I just felt like that was another you know, point on that side of the scoreboard that that they're really trying to play to that. And I liked it a lot. I got to say, when we had Captain America Civil War, I was just uh, vocal about how much I hated that they were against one another. I'm like, this is stupid. They're all friends. They've all fought the big aliens together. There's no reason that they should be using their powers against one another. And now with this setup, it makes way more sense. And, and it's twofold there because because of that, because of that movie, obviously an excellent movie despite them fighting they never actually killed each other um even though we probably wanted them to take out you know roadie you know that's just <laughs> our opinion no big deal no big deal would have been beautiful would have been cathartic would have made sense yes but despite all of that that was you know kind of the stepping stone that the seed if you will uh to get us ready for this kind of move in this world where yeah like the slippery slope to go ahead and say how easy is it to take the road uh, the, the path less traveled and uh, the easy path to destruction and chaos. I love it. I love it. I'm ready for it. Cam, is there anything else that we haven't discussed that you said, Kirk, why wasn't that brought up yet? Well, I'm not going to criticize you, but I do have one well, more thing that I'm going to talk about. The Watcher. So yes. we've had The Watcher. I, I'm watching The Watcher, okay, because he <laughs> – it's Jeffrey Wright, first of all, who is – you know, becoming more prominent now, way late. I mean, this guy is an excellent talent, one of the best. I, I love everything he brings to the table as an actor. Um, I think we're going to see him in the live-action MCU in some way, shape, or form. I just really believe that. And this felt like a turning point for the series because The Watcher was openly discussing things with Doctor Strange. You know, he's asking. Doctor Strange is watching this whole thing happen his world is you know dying it's it's consuming itself because of what he's created and he's begging the watcher for help and the watcher's talking to us and talking to dr strange about you know could i intervene sure i could but even still this would happen and, and you know he's begging the watcher for help and the watcher's like you know basically sorry dog <laughs> like you made your bed you got to sleep in it that's not my role i'm out but you know Doctor Strange, sure, he's the right character to conversate with the Watcher. 
because of his ability to see into other dimensions and into the astral plane and whatnot. But it felt very significant that the watch that the watcher was actively interacting with a universe. Whenever he said, you know, he has said at the intro of every episode, I am the watcher. I watch all, you know, I see all things that happen. I observe. This felt like he was stepping out of bounds a little bit to be talking Mm -hmm. to anyone in any of these universes. So I wonder how long he's going to stay on the sidelines and what that might mean for the future episodes, because we're right about the halfway point for season one. So I was waiting for some sort of turning point and that felt like one to me. It did. And you know, it's so cool how they introduce it before they chat, right? Like uh, Dr. Strange just kind of turns toward the camera, not looking directly at it, but says, who is that? Yeah. He knows that that? he's there. He senses him. Yeah. And he can't quite pinpoint it, but then later he's like, I got you, you know, I've, I figured you out. Um, And that you pair that with, you know, the upcoming eternals where the eternals, they have always been, effectively watching it went again they but they didn't get the green light from their boss well who's their boss yep the celestials yes but also the eternals are going to be interesting for people because the eternals you know they felt the need to address it in the trailer because the fans have been like well why didn't they help with thanos you know Mm -hmm. it in the series you know i haven't read a ton of eternals but i've written the the series written by neil gaiman the whole thesis is that the Eternals live among us, but they're not aware of who they are. They're not aware that they're the Eternals, you know, until it's go time. Then they become aware, you know, they like, they become aware. They all start to become aware at the same time. And they're all like informing each other, like, Oh, you're an Eternal. And here's what that means. And here's your powers, etc. So that's it's like a murder mystery. They all have their prompt and they all know who they are, but they don't know how they actually uh, make sense with everyone else. Yeah. So that like that scene that they show in the trailer at the beginning of the trailer where Richard Madden is talking to Salma Hayek and he's like, how long do we have? And she's like seven days. That feels to me like Richard Madden's character, which I think he's Icarus. Yep. Um, he's just become aware of the fact that he is an eternal and has had these powers and all this stuff. Um, so that will help explain it. But yeah, there's, mm. you know, the idea that there are these other forces at play, timekeepers, Kang, the watcher, the eternals, the celestials, all these other governing bodies that will also come into play um, in the next. I mean, even captain Marvel was like that too, right? She's been yeah. out there for decades uh, so it's just, it's ever expanding that Marvel universe, which I think is necessary. They have to scale up. Yep. So instead of one big bad, we have just absolute chaos can happen at any moment, which oh, for sure. that's the next best step for here for phase four. Uh, I mean, there's just so many, thank goodness they are still succeeding because I don't know what we'll do when they stop because we talk 50% Marvel and 50% other films. So. 100%. And I think, uh, with Shang-Chi, and I'll echo this point on the podcast later this week, Every, I mean, Marvel's been quiet the last year and a half with the, with the exception of this year because of all of their new stuff. But during the pandemic, people started, you know, there's, there started to be this naive sentiment that, oh, Marvel's lost a step, people aren't as interested, people are bored, whatever. Well, take a look at the box office performance for Shang-Chi. I would say people are very <laughs> engaged in Marvel and there's still a lot of good to come. So I'm excited. I'm glad people are interested. I'm obviously still interested. I want to talk about all of it. So um, yeah, I'm with you. Let's, let's hope we keep this train rolling as for as long as it's, as long as it can. 
With that, you guys only have 48 hours, less than, if you will, depending on your time zone, to wait for episode five of What If coming up very soon. We're going to chat with you real soon after that. We catch our regular podcast throughout the week. We drop three episodes per week. We drop social every single day with movie news and chaos and creativity. We are here for you through it all. Follow us, like us, message us, text us, whatever you want to do. We're here for you. Anything else, Cam? No, episode five, Marvel Zombies. It's going to be yes. awesome. Yes, Zombies. Check it out. Here's Rhetoric, our original music, not by us, but our favorite band. Thank you so much. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.